G'day, my friend. It's Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing back with you again. Happy New Year. Hey, I always wonder how far into the new year is appropriate to say Happy New Year. But anyway, it is January 12th, 2021 when we're releasing this episode. So if you're listening and you're new into the new year, Happy New Year. There you go. That's the last time I'm going to say it to you. So this is another best of episode here of the podcast, and it actually rounds out this group of three best of 2020 episodes. So next week, I will be back with you with another brand new episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast as I return from my own holidays and get back into the swing of 2021. Now, this episode I'm bringing back to you because it was one of the most downloaded episodes of 2020, but I also think it was one of the most tactical and impactful that I hope you took, if you listened to it at the time, you took a lot from for your own video marketing as well. But I know from the feedback I got when this episode was first released uh, that many of you got a lot out of this episode as well. So we're going to be talking today in this replay episode about what makes a video go viral with my guest, Matt Johnston. Now, this episode was first played all the way back in January 28, January 28 in 2020. So basically a year ago was uh, episode 129 with Matt Johnston. Man, time flies. It doesn't seem like that long ago. But anyway, I'm excited to bring this episode to you today as the final in our roundup of the best three episodes of 2020. Let's get into it. Prepare every piece of video you make to go viral, like have all of the core elements intact so that it's ready to do it if the market responds to it in that way. Everyone wants a viral video, but should they? Welcome back to episode 129 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day, g'day, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Ben Amos, here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective online video strategy. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Thanks very much for being here. I hope you get a lot of value from this episode. And if you've been listening for a while, thanks again for joining me for this episode. So viral video, it's the holy grail for video marketing, right? But is there a formula for producing viral videos? Can we even influence what goes viral at all? Has viral video changed over the years? And what does viral really mean in 2020 anyway? Well, my guest today basically helped invent the format of viral videos in the publishing world. And I'm excited to dive in. There's a lot that we're gonna share in this episode. But before we do, I just wanna take a moment to share something with you. You see, this episode is brought to you by the Engage Video Marketing Academy, my brand new online community and resource designed to help you nail your video marketing strategy to grow your audience, maximize your reach and catapult your business in 2020. 
If you're an entrepreneur, business owner, marketer, or video creator wanting to better understand and utilize strategic video marketing to do better, more effective video for your brand, then the Engage Video Marketing Academy is for you. Through the Academy, I'll be coming alongside and supporting you through training, community, and coaching, guiding you through the implementation of all seven elements for an effective online video strategy. With monthly coaching calls, one-on-one member deep dive sessions, and expert interviews, along with downloadable templates, guides, and resources, you'll have everything you need to succeed with online video. Now, the program will be launching very soon, so to get in at the lowest price ever, I encourage you to join the waitlist now at engagevideomarketingacademy.com. I'll see you in the Academy real soon. So when we think about viral video, I think about early days of viral videos like Dancing Baby, Lightsaber Boy, Charlie Bit My Finger, and more recently, Gangnam Style and Harmon Brothers stuff, or countless meme-type videos. But what constitutes a viral video anyway as we go into 2020? And that's what we're going to look at today. And my guest today is Matt Johnston. Now, as I said, Matt helped really invent the format, system, and science of viral videos in in the publishing world at Business Insider, Now This, New York Magazine, Men's Health, and others. He produced and oversaw over 2,000 pieces of video content, both branded and editorial, that generated well over 10 billion video views across all platforms. He's worked on viral video campaigns with brands such as Toyota, the NFL, Campbell's, Chase Bank, Verizon, Adobe, Fresh Direct and many others. He's also driven hundreds of millions of page views in content to websites and built many successful content and video teams from scratch. Now, Matt actually left the publishing world in 2018 and now is all about bringing viral branded video and disruptive content-based PR to innovative companies across the globe. He really knows this stuff backwards and forwards. It's all this and so much more, and I can't wait to get into this episode with my guest today, Matt Johnston. Here we go. Right, Matt Johnston, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here, Ben. I'm excited to have you here because recently you invited me on your podcast and we connected through that so people can head to the show notes page for this and check out the link to to Matt's podcast featuring me but I had to bring you on as well because as I got to know more about what you've been doing in the world of video over the last number of years uh, I think this is going to be a really valuable conversation for our listeners so for people that haven't heard about you before and and what you do can you tell us your story and what what you do in the world of video? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to. Um, I, uh, my, my roots in video go back to journalism, really. Um, I, I started, um, well, all of my roots go back to, I actually directed plays and theater when I was in my 20s. So I guess storytelling has always sort of been a, de- a thing for me, but eventually I went back to grad school. I got my master's in, in journalism at, at Syracuse University and uh, I went into TV news and I was just sort of in that world and I ended up, I wanted to go to digital. So I transitioned and I started this media career as a video producer. Um, yeah, so I, I, I just sort of ended up falling into it really. I mean, it's not like you go to school to be a digital video producer. <laughs> um, I, I went to school for television and then I ended up, ended up in there. So, so I was a business setter for a couple of years. I was, I was one of their first video producers they now have hundreds. Um, and, uh, 
Uh, I ended up being a top editor there as well. I transitioned around the company a bit. Then New York Magazine hired me to build their video program from the ground up. So if you know Vulture and The Cut um, and, and, and those brands, um, I built that video team. Super excited about that. It was a great opportunity. Uh, eventually, I moved on briefly before they sold the company. And I, I was running video at Men's Health, Women's Health, Prevention, uh, all, all of those brands, Runner's World, Bicycling. Um, and then I ended up in Now This. Um, you all probably know Now This. They're the, they're the number one Facebook video news brand. Uh, good friends of mine, they hired me to build and run three new lifestyle channels there. So I built Now This Sports, Now This Money, Now This Food. Um, brand new verticals over there and uh, sort of continued to do what I'd been doing forever, which is sort of helping be one of the early pioneers of this text on screen viral video format um, that was just crushing back in the day and still works today. Um, and uh, uh, did some really good stuff. And now this, now I have my own company um, called Guide Social. So that's my that's my story, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's really interesting to kind of think about the way that this idea of viral video has developed over the years. And you talk about that style, which I'm sure all our listeners are familiar with that text on screen, um, native Facebook in particular, also valuable on Instagram. Um, this kind of viral video that just is just built for social news feeds. Um, but when you think about viral video, you know, going back right back to, I guess the early days of viral video, it was less manufactured than that potentially is, you know, you got things like, was it a dancing baby and the boy, cat the, videos, cat video, the grumpy cat and the guy, the boy with the lightsaber and, you know, all these kind of crazy. It's just like moments of video that just went viral um it wasn't necessarily manufactured and then contrasting that you've got companies like Harmon brothers today that those guys are effectively manufacturing viral campaigns um you know to sell product so it's really changed right and it continues to change so being at the yeah. forefront of viral you know what do you see as, as the biggest shifts over that period of time in in what's going viral or how viral is being used and what's happening in that space Viral is, is like a weird, I mean, I, I use the term a ton to describe what I do, but mostly because people recognize it, you know, um, and because I've made and been a, been a part of hundreds of viral videos during my time. And, but the, the reasons they went viral are, are certainly different than the, than these cat videos, you know, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and in a way this sort of manufacturing um, it, it, it's different than the Harmon brothers too, right? I mean, that's super high production value, right? I mean, that's, I mean, some of it is extremely cinematic even. Um, so, uh, how is viral change? I would say actually not at all. Um, as far as the actual content of it. Um, my whole thing is my, my, my whole idea for video strategies is obviously never try to go viral, but also stop just running around being like, oh, I'll never try to go viral. There's no, 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 no. Try, you know, um, but find a way to uh, have a system and a process to prepare every one of your videos to go viral and make a lot of it, like play the volume game and make sure that everything that you're producing has the potential to go viral. But I'm very like, very big proponent of this. The reason that videos go viral 
in general, any of the videos I've been a part of, is because of a word that I'm super obsessed with, which is empathy. I'm a huge proponent of it's the content and the storytelling of the video that creates the virality, not the other stuff, right? Not the editing, not the shooting, not any like wacky things that happen. You're always gonna have these flash in the pan things that happen. But for an actual strategy, if you focus on empathy, and you focus on some other core stuff that really helps pull that empathy out of it, then you're going to win. Um, because really, the reason why anybody, I mean, what, what does it mean when a video goes viral? It means that it was shared exponentially, which is why I'm actually big on talking about shares, even though it's not super sexy to do these days, because it's kind of a weird concept now. But uh, share is the, the, a share is the ultimate virality, right? Because mm -hmm. somebody takes a piece of video content, they share that piece of video content, and then a bunch of other people see it, and then they share it, et cetera, et cetera. That's how something goes viral. And the reason that anyone shares anything is because they emotionally identify with it. It makes them feel something. Yeah. And it makes it feel something that relates to their human existence. It gets them here, right? It gets them right here. Um, it, it gets us past our, you know, we, we, we have the, the, the brain is a complicated thing, but I like to talk about it in two parts. There's sort of this analytical brain, which, which says, which, which, which says stuff like, you know, like, should I have a ham sandwich or a turkey sandwich? I think I'll have the turkey sandwich. So that's our analytical brain at work. But then there's the stuff where we just see something or like, let's say that we touch a hot stove and we're like, ah, fuck. Like that, that goes way beyond our analytical mind. So my goal, and, and it makes you feel emotion, right? You're like frustrated and angry and upset and like all of this stuff, like in one thing, right? It's emotional. So my goal with video, and I think everybody's goal with videos, with, with, with this video content that they make should be to bypass the analytical mind and try very hard to get to the emotional to core of it to make people feel something that they emotionally identify with right off the bat that gets right to your heart. It just goes, just skips the brain and goes right to the heart and gets into the body and you start feeling something. Um, this is why I like structuring videos for social feeds with all the good stuff towards the front hmm. because I know what the drop-off rates look like and I don't care. I'm not going to run around trying to get engagement graphs to look like this on videos on Facebook. That's a, this is a silly, silly pursuit. That's just not how it works. I know that people are going to share the video in the first 10 seconds. I mean, they're just going to watch a little bit of it and be like, oh, and then they're going to click share. They're not going to like watch till the end and be like, should I share this video? I don't know. Okay, I'll share this video. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really how it works. It's an emotional decision. Yeah, the cognitive brain. You want to appeal not, to that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I really think that 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 empathetic core is still there. I mean, because now it's super easy to go viral on TikTok. And I'm really super bullish on TikTok right now. And it's empathy. It's all empathy. The stuff that's going viral out there, it makes people feel something. Yeah. Um, and even though Facebook video, it's harder to go viral on, you can do it on TikTok and LinkedIn much easier now. So why are we taking away empathy or basically saying, oh, it can't go viral anymore. No, you just gotta, you just gotta rethink it. I think what I really love about that, that, that focus on empathy and emotion as being the key ingredient in, in potentially going viral is that it's, it's available to everyone, right? Production value doesn't matter. Totally. You know, if you think, if you just spend some time really understanding 
what the potential for empathy and connection is within any piece of content that you create, then you're increasing the likelihood that it will really resonate and spread, right? Is that, that's what I'm hearing you say? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Absolutely. The, the emotional resonance yeah. is really everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that if we, spend some time kind of dissecting those videos that have gone viral in the past, even those, um, those non-manufactured viral videos, you know, like some of those funny cat videos, there's some, there's some empathy in there. It makes you laugh. It connects to that human condition that we all kind of feel. And I think, I think that's where that empathy comes in there. So with that in mind, as a, as a business, as someone who is trying to use video to impact on what they're doing or the message they're trying to share in, in a business, I know we're talking about not aiming to go viral, but what are some of the ways that, or how can we approach content creation to best position us to go viral? Empathy is obviously one of those, but I know you've, you've got some, uh, some other elements to that framework that you can share. Yeah, I mean, so so if I was if I was a small business, and this is the drum that I beat all the time, and this is kind of my this is my content strategy in general, and I won't like go bananas on it because it's not it's not just video only here, but the way that I would do it if I was trying to figure out what content to make, I would do uh, I would get the avatar locked in. A lot of businesses, maybe you're one of them out there, people of the world, have not done your avatar and persona. Like, who are you talking to? Who's your audience? What's their thing? What are their pain points? What makes them tick? I do that work first, and then I create this thing that I call a lifestyle map, where I put the avatar in the center, and then I put their core lifestyle traits. Some of these are pain points, whatever. I put their core lifestyle traits branching off of it, right? So these are the core things about their lifestyle, because I'm a firm believer that when you're making content for your business, you're making content for your avatar, Mm -hmm. not about you, about them for them not about you, for you, about them, for them, they're going to, you don't exist without them, by the way. So create content for them. Um, And, uh, and that's what you make your content about. So the, the hack that I love is you ask yourself of each of these, um, these points on your lifestyle map, which, what would the, your avatar Google about these things? So for example, if the answer is sleep, like, one of these things is sleep. Doesn't get enough sleep is like one of the core lifestyle things you could easily make. I mean, there's a billion things people are Googling about sleep. And by the way, that's a viral goldmine. People love sleep content. And, you know, it could be, should I sleep on my left side or my right side? Uh, what's the ideal temperature to, sl- to, to sleep at at night? Um, uh, all these things, right? Like, how, like, what's a hack to fall asleep quickly? Uh, how much sleep should I be getting at night? So all of these things are like ripe for little short videos. And this is stuff, even if you don't sell a sleep product, <laughs> you can make content about it because this is stuff your avatar cares about. And by making it, you will be giving them my second favorite word. My first favorite word is empathy. And my second favorite word is value. You're giving them value and you're showing up for them when they didn't even ask you for it. Mm. They're show, you're showing up for them in that moment. So that's what you create content about. And uh, I'm a big believer in not overthinking it. And like, maybe this is because of my specific background. I don't have a videographer background. I mean, I know how to shoot video. I was taught. I avoid it. 
<laughs> it's not it's not my background. I'm I'm an editorial guy. Um, I I'm a I'm I mean I'm, I'm good at writing video scripts, but I give somebody else the reins to go shoot stuff, right? And I sort of always made my career on. I know what people will click on, and I know what types of videos they will watch. And let's just tell that story. Like let's find a way to do it in a way that is effective but doesn't break the bank because it doesn't take resources to make stuff go viral. It just takes empathy. So if we can just bring the story forward. Um, and so, yeah, I have this like hero system. That's probably what you wanted me to talk about. I talked about something different, <laughs> but the hero system is basically uh, hook, empathy, response, and over deliver. So the hook is the first few seconds and really any video needs a hook. So if it's on Facebook, if it's on any algorithmic social feed where things are just like going bananas and you have to stop thumbs, you need that hook in the first three to five seconds, which either, um, either has your craziest visuals. Don't bury your best stuff. If you're trying to make Facebook and Instagram video, do not put your best footage 25, 30, 40 seconds in because nobody will see it yeah. ever. Nobody's going to see it. So you need to blow them away. Like your first goal is get them in the door, then create like a beautiful room for them. But you've got to get them in the door. If they don't get in the door, it doesn't even matter what the rest of the video is about. And on, on YouTube, you're doing more teasing to get people to watch the entire thing because engagement and watch time are more important on YouTube. Um, but you still have that hook to get people in at the beginning, which is more of a promise on YouTube. Um, empathy is sort of what we talked about before, making sure you have an empathetic core response is it's similar to empathy, but it's really making people feel something in a way that engages them to act. That's where you get the share. Right. Um, and always for over deliver. And this is really, I just really feel like you need to be so focused on value when you're creating video. And then there's so much stuff out there. There's so much competition out there everywhere that you need to make sure that what you're doing is, is over delivering. And, and often if you're just making a quick social video, you can still over deliver by, if you're making an informational video, you do just, just another, just another little nugget, another little fact, just another little thing. You don't have to overthink this, but try to over deliver on value. Do just, just go a little bit above the basics. So that's what the sort of hero framework is. And and that's how I come up with story ideas. And it's super effective. That, that works great for blogs too, by the way. That's good for content strategies. You just figure out what makes your avatar tick. Yeah. Thanks for breaking that down for us. I think there's a lot that people can take from that. I'm interested to unpack the, particularly in cool. that over-deliver idea. Um, I think, you know, when you are building a video for, a, for the purpose of a, of a brand or, or promoting a product or basically helping you grow your business, I think there's a balance that's needed between over-delivering in, in value and pitching a product or including your product or your service in some way so that people can actually make the decision to buy from you. So how does, well, I guess there's two questions here. Number one, like does pitching in a video remove its chance of ever going viral? Like do people, does this that not work? Or, um, you know, is there a way to balance that in a video where you can still get the brand impression and the, uh, you know, the pitch, so to speak, without it impacting on the ability for it to go viral? See, I, I actually approach content in a completely different way, like for a, for a, for a brand, like, like, 
like there's not just one video to end all. Like I think if you're going to do it, you should create a lot of content and it doesn't have to be crazy. You don't need to pay somebody like $70,000 to shoot a bunch of freaking video content for you. Uh, I'm shooting video of this right now and I'm going to post it and I'm fine with it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's like, anyway, here's, here's what I would recommend. I, for example, this is a good example. Like I make a crap load of video. I make a hundred videos a month and I have, stuff to sell in my company but the video content that you'll see from me never pitches anything ever 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 it's just pure value and there's no links on it or anything i may boost it to like my warm audience and stuff through facebook um, and instagram but i never sell anything and then they're gonna say okay well matt how are you monetizing that and it's like guys i'm building a community here like that's what you want to do. You want to build it. You, you'll be able to sell to them and they're going to be easier conversations too. I mean, and, and so I would say like there, there is value in the Harmon brothers model where it's, it's basically like a viral video commercial. Um, I bet you they charge a lot for those videos <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and also they're not really providing value. They're commercials, yeah. you know? Um, so they're not really going to build communities. I mean, they're meant to sell stuff. Um, and I personally think that that's great. I love the Harmon brothers and I love their stuff. And I've had Daniel Harmon on my podcast. Awesome guy, great videos, great, great, he's a brilliant mind. Uh, but I feel like if I had a Harmon brothers video for my company, that would be 5% of my video strategy, you know, like it wouldn't be like, okay, we gotta get this big commercial video and that's going to be the thing. I would, I would rather show up for people with value and build a community and then you can sell to them later and you can sell to them through any other channel and you can sell to them through video too. But I'd much rather that they see 10 videos of me or a company that I'm working with or whatever that are just providing pure value, completely selfless, asking nothing for, in return at all and just pitching to them later, you know, so that you can say, I care and to actually care, like not faking it, like actually caring. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad you answered the question that way. I kind of hoped you would because I'm, I'm with you in that a good video strategy is about building relationships and relationships with humans, you know, don't happen by just manufacturing a, you know, totally, one, one yeah. kind of amazing experience once, you know, it happens over time of, of building that relationship and getting to know someone and like someone and trust someone. And that's what a good video strategy does. And if you have the right ingredients in there that it does connect on an empathetic level and then become shareable, then you get into that potential viral space, right? But that's not what it's all about. So I'm glad we're aligned yeah. with that. That's there's cool. A, there's a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, the, the, well, the, there's a lot of like video gurus out there that have like specific scripting strategies to create the perfect sales video. And then I just worry about that because a lot of companies buy into, and it's great to have a good sales video, but a lot of companies buy into that and they're like, well, that's the only video I need. I just need this sales video. And it does this, 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 and this, and it delivers a little bit of value in the middle. And then it transitions into a pitch and the pitch does this. And then it's great. You're going to be rolling in it. And, uh, just like a lot of digital marketing strategies these days, they're not creating community and legacy and long-term growth. They're creating flash in the pan type stuff that I don't think is really going to move the needle at the end of the day. And also doesn't build, just like you said, as a great point. I love that you brought that up. When you're creating relationships with other human beings 
outside of marketing, you don't do that. So why would you do that here? I mean, we, we're, we're probably best off connecting with humans in the way that they're meant to be connected with. Yeah. And you don't have to break the bank to do that either. Yeah, absolutely. I'm interested to hear from you when it comes to either the work you do or, you know, when clients come to you and as the viral video guy, um, if they say we want a viral video, um, is there any ever a case where you'd say, actually, no, you don't, you know, it's not going to serve your business or, or benefit you in any way to go viral. Is that there ever a case? I wouldn't say that it wouldn't benefit them to go viral. Of course it would, <laughs> but, but I would never promise that. I, I would, I mean, my whole thing, and I've got a book coming out and I say it over and over in the book, prepare every piece of video you make to go viral, like have all of the core elements intact so that it's ready to do it. If the market responds to it in that way, you know, you, you have agency there, but there's a lot of chance involved in it. Um, and uh, there's just a lot of luck involved in the whole, in the whole thing. But if you're preparing your video to go viral, that means that you're creating stuff that people are going to want to click on and watch over and over and over again. And it's going to move the needle for you no matter what. And before you know it, I mean, this is what happened when I, when I was building these big, big video teams, um, you know, I mean, we would have like a baseline of like 250,000 views on all of our videos. And if it did worse than 250,000, it was bad. If it, did, it was all organic, obviously. I was in the journalism world and so we didn't pay for traffic. So <clears throat> imagine if they did, I keep wanting to go back and be like, can you, you, you know that you can get it. It's not a poor thing to boost them anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, anyway, it's, it's, it's better to have that baseline, right? Like I was preaching that over and over again, like let's keep getting the 250 to 400,000, view hits over and over and figure that out. And every so often one's going to get up to 3 million and every so often one's going to get up to 50. And, you know, I, I even had a few videos get over a hundred million and it's like, that's great. And it really does move the needle because you get, I mean, obviously you get massive amounts of followers overnight when that happens. Um, but it's a much better strategy to just consistently create content that's reaching your community while branching out a little bit to those. So that's what I would, that's what I would say. And I would never promise virality. Um, I would say that we'll shoot for it because that's my theory is that you shoot for it, always shoot for the moon and then you'll reach the stars and it'll still be really high. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's my, does that answer your question? Yeah, no, absolutely. It does. And I think All right, cool. you know, that, that concept, that idea of being, of, being consistent with your baseline and, and recognizing that that's a key metric to look at the, the viral, um, breakaways potentially are nice to have and it's good to shoot for. But the main thing that's going to basically keep a content strategy become being valuable for your brand is when you continue and consistently are hitting that, that baseline. Is that, is that right? Yeah. And just like doing it too. I mean, like I was working with teams where, like they were like they were video producers that worked underneath me and their job was to create video. But I think a lot of like small and medium sized businesses don't have these teams and they're trying to justify creating it all together. Like, why should I make any video hmm. or why should I go to an agency and have them make any video? And you know, my, my answer to that is all the stuff that we said here, obviously creating community, building rapport, um, all of these things are going to help you. Um, 
but 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 also it's that consistency like just do it like find a way to just do it whatever it is i'm a big believer ben and i were talking about this before the show i'm a big believer in done is better than perfect as long as you're authentic mm -hmm. you know authentic and not trying to be a perfectionist and pretending to be um that's that i think i think that's the whole game i've never really articulated i've never really articulated it that way yeah. i'm loving it i like it <laughs> done is better than perfect yeah as long as you're authentic i think you're gonna win over and over again if you follow that yeah 100 percent so I just want to start wrapping up here, but I, I want to, you, you mentioned it briefly before that you've got a book coming out and I know it's, it's coming out very soon. So potentially by the time this podcast comes out, they could be able to get hold of your book. Can you tell us a bit more about what you're writing about? Sure. What I wrote about. What you wrote about because it's, it's done. done. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nearly done. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's called, it's called, it's called producing empathy. And um, I've, I've just, I have, I've just, I've, I've systematized all of the stuff, um, that I've learned over the years. Um, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I definitely, me and my teams are responsible for 10 billion plus video views and I'm thinking to myself, you know, what I would love to, I would love to write a book. What do I do? Do I just spill it all out on paper? And, and that's, that's sort of, that's sort of what I did. Uh, I love it. I mean, it's basically, it, it's, it's funny because there aren't other books on this stuff, you know? Um, because I mean, I know because I teach college, I teach a lot of college, probably more than I have time for. And I'm always trying to assign them books that they're just no books. Um, congratulations kids. Now you get to read my book. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, every time that I would start a new video team, or when I would bring somebody into my existing video team, when I was running the, pro the, the various programs that I ran, I would have to find a way to teach my system to them, but I had not systematized it in like a particular way. And so uh, along the way, I had to sort of develop it. Like I have structures for like scripts and all of these things, but I was always teaching them ad hoc. And the thing is like, when you're like an expert at something at the beginning, I feel like I'm really egotistical in this right now. Well, it's late here. I'm like losing my mind. Go for it. Um, you know, like, uh, you, you, you have a lot of instinct, right? Like, like you're, like you're, you're good at shooting, right? Like you have a videography background somewhat. Like yeah. you just know, like you're out in the field. You're like, Oh, I know that's a good shot. I know that's a good shot. But then teaching someone that, is like another layer of difficulty, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's gut stuff. Like how do you teach what's in your gut? So my goal with the book was to sort of chronicle all the ways that I've found people to like teach any instinct that I had that I felt was useful. Um, and that I've sort of packaged it up in a way where if you bought it, you would definitely come out of it knowing how to make video the way that I make video, which I, which I feel like works. Um, so I'm pretty proud of it. It's a highly practical book. I was having this debate. I had somebody on my podcast yesterday who also has a book coming out and she's awesome. And, um, we had this debate because we both wrote very practical books, like read this book, learn how to do this thing, then go do this thing. And we were like, should we have written the theoretical book first? And, uh, and I don't know. We, we sort of both agreed that it would be good to have sort of the, 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 have, have have people getting results from the stuff in the first book and then maybe go into more theoretical stuff. So that's what it is. It's sort of more of a blueprint. Um, so I, I really do hope people get value on it. It's called producing empathy. You'll see it in Amazon. 
um, because that's where books live. Awesome. Cool. We'll make sure we have a link to that in the, in the show notes when it goes live, um, for this episode and I'll shout out the link to the show notes very soon, but if people want to catch up with you or follow what you do in other ways, Matt, where's the best place for people to find and follow you? Oh, I would love you all to follow me on social. I really try so hard to practice what I preach. I create crap loads of content. It's not pretty, but it delivers value. Just always try to practice what I preach out there. Um, so I, you know, I'm all over uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'm not on Snapchat. I don't think it's a thing anymore. No. Every semester, I, I like, I teach a lot of college kids, and I always ask them at the beginning of every semester what they're on yet. Um, they're not quite on TikTok yet, which is funny. Like I am you're ahead of the game. <laughs> but snap, yeah, I'm I'm ahead of the game. <laughs> Me and the 13 year olds. But it's actually it's more than that. It's more than that that's on there. Um, but yeah, they're all done with Snapchat. They're just done with it. Um, unfortunately for Snapchat, Instagram kind of ripped them off, and then it was over for them <laughs> basically. <Yep. laughs> um, but yeah, I'm 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 on all those platforms, and my uh, my site is matt johnston online my company is guidesocialglobal.com um but yeah I, I would love you to just follow I, I i try to create a lot of value out there and um i'd love for you to find it and see if you can start implementing awesome man practicing what you preach i appreciate you coming on matt it's uh this has been a really interesting conversation for me so therefore i hope for our listeners Good. as well um take care and we'll connect soon thanks so much ben cheers Thanks again to Matt Johnston for joining me on the show. Now to get all the links to Matt and everything that we mentioned in this podcast, head on over to the show notes page at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 129. That's right, episode 129. And if you've enjoyed today's show, as always, I'd absolutely love any rating or review. So head on over to Apple Podcasts or whatever you listen on and leave me an honest rating and review. It's really appreciated. And I'd like to read out a review that was left recently thanks to Kylie. And Kylie says, through his podcast, Ben gives so much information and advice that will help me further my education in video marketing and production. He also has great guests, which has given me even more insight into this new position I'm starting in January. I have much more to learn, but have gained confidence from binge listening to Ben's podcast at every opportunity. I know with this guidance, I will continue to learn and provide value to the animal hospital I've worked at for 24 years. Thanks, Ben. Keep it coming. Well, Kylie, thanks for leaving that review and all the best as you move into your new role in your business. And I appreciate you listening. So if you want to leave a rating and review and maybe have your review read out live on the show, then head on over to engagevideomarketing.com slash iTunes, follow the prompts, leave a review, and I thank you for that. So that's it from me. Until next time, back with episode 130 next week of the Engage Video Marketing podcast. I'm Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, here to help you engage your ideal audience to action with effective and strategic online video. Once again, before you go, if you're interested in getting on the wait list for the Engage Video Marketing Academy, do so right now to be the first to hear about what's coming very, very soon. Head to engagevideomarketingacademy.com. And until next week, bye for now.